Alright you guys, so if you guys haven't noticed, the latest chapter of One Piece had recently come out, which is chapter 1030, and it is insane, as we got some more answers regarding to not only Double Fruit Awakenings, but a little bit more on the raid suits that had to do with Sanji and about his past, and with the experiments that had to do with those of the Jarma Kingdom. That and many more as we talk about the latest chapter of One Piece. Hi guys, this is Jade from the Nerd Fix, the podcast where we talk about everyone and everything in anime, manga, video games, and everything under the sun. Today, we are going to be talking about the latest chapter of One Piece, which is chapter 1030, titled Echoing the Impermeance of All Things. So sit back, relax, and get ready for your fix. Starting off the chapter, we begin with a cover page request with Brooke, careful not to step on the line of army ants, which I find to be both funny but also have a bit of a light sense of humor where we see Brooke looking at the army of ants marching past him and I can picture him just either watching an amusement or probably laughing in an amusement at the same time going watching him. Without further ado, Let's get on with the chapter. We start with with things going on away with the battle with Scratchman a Pooh, hate that motherfucker, and X-Men Drake in the cave chamber, along with with three of the numbers of the numbers Inbi, Fuga, and Zaki are eating. A Pooh tells Drake that he has surmised that he's actually a marine spy. He considers that the fact to be irrelevant the proposal he's about to make. Apu offers Drake an opportunity to team up with him and pick off the winner and since neither of them really belong to either side, Drake asks Apu if he believes that he could trust him. But Apu basically says trust has nothing to do with the proposal considering it's such a rare opportunity. We then pan back to the stairs between the first and second floors where Nami, Usopp, Tama, Speed, Nazelman, Daifugu, Hugo, and Hamlet are carrying the injured Kamachio and are trying to flee the the spreading fire. Nami and Usopp hear a scream and look to their surprise, Kanamon's lower half and running around calling for help. Now, I both find this to be a bit funny, but also kind of a bit of a shock of horror. Usopp grabs his legs due to not having any ears. Kianamon's lower half cannot hear Usopp and cannot recognize him as an ally. Nami, on the other hand, is able to verify by drawing the symbol of the crescent moon on him. And has found and he has found someone and informs him that Kiku Noji Nojo needs help. Usopp then hears a request and takes Hamlet along with Kianamon's legs to the attic of the lower tower. We then pan up to the upper attic where Kianamon's upper half begs for Kiko Nojo to hold on to life for a little longer until help arrives. He then thinks about how amazing it is that he's still alive even after Kaido cuts him in half, surmising that that when Law reattached him, he did not know he did not do it properly. We then hears Orochi trying to contact Kanjuro, which surprises Kianamon as he was positive that he had been killed. 
he had been killed like Kanjiro was. But Kanjiro weakly responds to him and informs that he does not have much time left. Orochi praises Kanjiro for his performance and prays that he should be hearing himself, himself clouded by rage and resentment of the ancestors beyond the grave. Orochi then orders Kanjiro to use his double fruit powers to paint the burning wrath of Rozumi's family and kill everyone in the castle. Kanjiro, agreeing to this, paints the fire monster called Kazem Kazembo before collapsing once again. Kazembo proceeds to move around the castle, setting anyone it passes on fire. And the observers purports report its presence and how it can even move through walls like a ghost. Just outside of the island, Momonososuke decides to make it, to make as many tiny flame clouds as he can to keep Onigashima in the air. And elsewhere, we see Ochi, Orochi has taken sanctuary, revealing that he knows about Kaido's ar armory stocked with weapons, and plans for Kanshiro's fire drawing to go go to it and blow up the island, thereby taking out everyone at once. In hopes that Kukuro Kuju will return to him shortly so they can escape together. However, unbeknownst to him, Yamato is making her way to the armory, hoping the Momonososuke is able to slow the island down as much as he can. Then, we get to the part that I am really, really pumped up about. We then pan over to the fight that's going on with Eustace Kid Law going up against Big Mom. With this one, we notice that Kid, it, she sees Eustace Kid flying through the air, has been blasted by Big Mom's Ikoku, also having his large robot body destroyed in the process. Falling through the air, he remembers his conversation with Law and revealing that each of them have, have awakened their devil fruit powers because they use up a lot of energy and can only use it as their trump card. Law then uses a move called Chrome, a miniaturized version of his room, which is able to cover his sword with, and drives the sword through Big Mom's throat. Through his decision is harmless. And according to what is known about Chrome, it also has other properties which in this case unleashes shock wheel, shock wheel that zaps her entire insides, actually causing her to bleed from the inside out, which is really, really amazing. And it's also pretty deadly when you think about this. Then we see Kid using his awakened double fruit ability. In anger facing Wall, Kid uses his awakened powers called a sign, magnetism, on, on Big Mom. This causes Napoleon to become stuck to her body while many other magnetic weapons and steel beams inside become attracted to her, slamming her, her into her as Law and Kid warp, or warp away. And that was basically the end of the chapter. Alright, so... With this chapter itself, it mainly talks about the idea of Devil Fruit Awakenings, 
and we probably won't know any more about the raid suits as what I mentioned earlier in the beginning until probably the next chapter or so. But with this, regarding to Delphine Awakenings, it really leaves us in more in the dark about how these actual things work. Now, I do have a theory about, about the idea of how this works, but it's something to work around. But this is my thoughts. The idea of the Delphine Awakening is being considered a gift. It might be a bit of a stretch, but at the same time, it could be a thing where that can be a bit plausible. And when you... When going back to how Delphi Awakenings work, we can go all the way back to the Alabaster Arc, where the first person who was able to do this to the point of perfection was that of Crocodile, with the use of the Suna Suna no Mi, or the Sand Sand Fruit, where he was able to make himself intangible, able to move things with sand, and when Using this to the point of perfection, it's just another def meaning of a way as awakening it. And he was known as the very first user, the very first Logia user to awaken his dull fruit. And the second one that we were introduced to who was able to awaken his dull fruit to a full extent was that of Don Quixote do Flamingo with his broken usage of the Ito Ito no Mi. Regarding to the awakening portion of the dull fruit, this may occur as a one-time thing that would only occur when the user is backed against the wall and they don't have any other options left. Either as a last resort or they've been pushed to their limits and used it as a single possible option that they could use whether it be in the line of combat or any other situation that matter. As what either Kid or Law mentioned, this was a one-shot thing as this was something they couldn't waste this newfound power on when taken on a powerhouse such as Big Mom, who has the Delphi power of the Soro Soro no Mi, being able to take portions of her soul to make herself stronger. And with this in mind, this is the first time Kid and Law have ever awakened their Delphi powers, so have awakened their fruit powers. And this is all new to them, and they would have, and being able to do something like this. It would ensure that either it would make it would weaken her or at least incapacitate her enough to where they would officially defeat her. And with regarding even more about Devil Fruit Awakenings, each Devil Fruit is different regarding to it. Logia, we know, is highly versatile when awakened. We've seen this before in the Alabaster Arc with how Crocodile was able to use it when battling against Luffy. The Paramecia, as well, was amazingly shown in the Dressrosa arc. We've seen this before beautifully displayed with Don, Don Quixote do Flamingo when battling against Luffy and also other members of the Straw Hat crew. And now, two other confirmed members who have also awakened their devil fruits of the Paramecia class are now Travolga Law and Eustace Kid. But in the portion that we are now in the territory of Zoans, being that a mythical agent regular and special, we have yet to see how that's how that has been displayed. They each have their own distinctive feature of how their awakenings work in more ways than one. And with this idea of how Delphine awakenings are granted to those whose lives are online, this could probably be based on this only occurring during a dire situation when their energy has been all used up and this is basically as a last resort. I can't say for sure if this is actually a real thing that could be, but if 
more evidence has been released on how Double Fruit Awakenings work, then we might be able to get a bit more information on how that works. We probably won't even know until probably another chapter or two, but we might have to stay tuned on how this works. Other than that, I highly anticipate on more about Double Fruit Awakenings. So what did you guys think of the latest chapter of One Piece? Did you like the chapter? Did you not like the chapter? I honestly think that this chapter was amazing. We actually got to see a double fruit awakenings of two more additional Paramecia users, and one of them was my useless kid. But I really hope to see we get a bit more explanation on how double fruit awakenings work, because so far we get to see a little bit on how this would actually work based on what Kid has said to Law, but if we were given a bit more on this, then we might get a clear idea of how Double Fruits are as a whole. Not only just by abilities, strengths, and weaknesses, but also on how Double Fruit Awakenings work as a whole. But for what we know as the good news, there is no break for the next chapter of 1031, which is really good news for manga readers out there. And for everyone listening out there, thank you all so very much for listening. And to end the episode, whether or not you believe in the term nerd or not, keep loving what makes you, you. And stay awesome. Thank you all so much for listening, and I will see you all on Sunday for a brand new episode. Later! Pretty ice in my